Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I am Aaron Stump, and we are talking about intersection types right now. Uh, sorry it's been a little while since I posted about this. Um, it's actually been, I've taken a little time to kind of dig a little more into some stuff about intersection types that I wanted to share with you. And uh, I have two things I want to mention today. One is, uh, if you search for intersection and union types, you would think, boy, I must be, you know, I'm probably going to hit some really esoteric papers and stuff. Yeah, there's some out there, but that's not what you're going to hit when you type that in. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of material on TypeScript and some other uh, TypeSafe JavaScript extensions. Uh, I was really amazed. Um, these guys are full on talking about this, and this is part of their language uh, in TypeScript anyway, which is some kind of a type safe uh, or yeah some kind of type safe fragment or um, related language to JavaScript and uh, they make some pretty cool points which I thought was fun to read about they sort of say well like if you have a function that takes in something that's in an in a union type so they have intersection and union types so if you take in something that's in a union type well, since you don't know what it is, the only thing you're allowed to do is whatever is allowed by both of those types. All right, so they have some examples. I, I would, I'm not going to be able to do justice to the exact examples, but I mean, it'd be something like, um, I don't know, like say you're taking in a, uh, a point and um, I don't know, something else, uh, a line. And let's say that they could both have a color, all right? Then, um, then you might then you'd be allowed to use. You, oh, sorry, so you take in something that's both a point and a line. Uh, that's a bit weird, but um, if they both have color, then you'd be allowed to use access their color, but you wouldn't be able to do other stuff with them because you don't know which one it is. So the user of a union um, kind of gets to use what's in effect the intersection of th their the properties of these thing of the things and sort of dually for intersection if you take in something that's an intersect in an intersection type well since you know it's both an a a b and a c um then that means you get to use any of the methods of a b and c so you in effect the user of a of an intersection can get to behave kind of like can treat it kind of like a union it can do whatever it can use any of this stuff in there because it knows the user knows uh, of the objects knows that it's uh, um, it's in the intersection, so it's got everything. Uh, anyway, um, so that, that one thing I wanted to share with you is intersection and union types from a type theory perspective are a bit on the exotic side, but from a practical programming perspective, people are all fired up to use them. And in fact, object-oriented programming um, uh, there's there's quite a seems to be quite some interest in this as well. Um, like in Scala, apparently, that's it's been a big uh, project to try to get intersection and union types for the Scala type system. And I was reading a paper by a Cornell professor named Ross Tate about, uh, and a, one of his students, I believe it was, about um, about intersection and union types for some language called Ceylon, which I have, I'm amazed not to have ever heard of, uh, but seems to be some kind of OO language. And there, the interest in intersections and unions is giving precise types when you're going to be trying to um, like they gave the example of, um, let's see, uh, say you're gonna, you've got a function that can take two 
iterable things or something like this, whatever it is in their OO world there, and uh, take two iterable iterators or iterables or whatever they were called in this language and produce a new one where your the iterable is um, has a type parameter that's kind of the the val the type of the values in this iterable, and they basically want to say like, oh, if you take an iterable over strings and an iterable over numbers, then you get an iterable over um, sort of the union of string and number, the union type, um, and some and in that language that they're speaking about. Uh, Every two types has a union type because in the worst case, it could just be a sort of like a top type, like any, a type for any, everything that's typable. Um, so, but, but the thing is, they, for giving precise types, um, they wanted to be able to compute sort of, well, basically least upper bounds of types. Like what's the type that, you know, what's, it gives them that sort of like the least extension of int and string. Well, that's the union type. So, because um, uh, a union is a least upper bound. Like, if you think of it as sets, right? If I have sets A and B, and I take their union, that's the least set that contains A and also contains, includes A and also includes B. So, um, it's, it's the least upper bound uh, with respect to where the ordering of for what you need for when you're speaking about being least the ordering is the set inclusion ordering. One set is included in another. It's a subset. Okay. So that was one thing I wanted to share with you a little bit was kind of uh, intersection and unit types are alive and well out there in practical programming languages, which is amazing. I, I don't, I, I don't, in, in functional programming, for example, I don't think these, we don't see maybe quite as much of this. Um, Although I was seeing in gradual typing some work on this stuff, uh, on unions and intersections, including a paper I stumbled across by Garrett Morris, who's a colleague who just joined our department at University of Iowa this year, who works on functional programming uh, theory and practice. And um, anyhow, so uh, intersections and unions. Now, the other point I wanted to share with you today was uh, this interesting point about union types. Now. You know, intersections and unions, so theoretically, you think of as totally, you know, quite dual, right? They're kind of, and, and when you look at, um, when you look at some of the rules related to these, like in particular, you find lots of papers out there talking about subtyping with intersection and union types. And this is pretty important in the OO application of intersection and unions because, I mean, OO subtyping is really a really important idea. Uh, much less so than it seems to be uh, in functional programming, at least as practiced in, say, Haskell. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought just a hair there. Um, it's a beautiful day in Iowa, by the way. Well, it's a beautiful spring day. Sun is shining. Clouds. It's kind of windy. I was up driving out to a little errand here on the weekend. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so anyway, uh, what what's funny though, these um, intersections and unions, when you look at the subtyping rules, I mean, most of the systems I've looked at have shown quite dual rules for subtyping intersection and union types. They're really, um, 
you know, the rules look really similar, like you just switch orders of things, and I mean, it's, the rules are sort of formally dual, they're, they're, you can just do a kind of mechanical transformation from the rules for intersections, subtyping intersections, to the rules for subtyping unions. But when it comes to typing rules, that is, so those are the subtyping rules, but the typing rules that tell you when a program expression, like when a term has a type, there the duality is, um, does not exist in the current formulations that I am aware of. And, and this is coming down to the basic problem in logic of disjunctions. And in particular, how do you handle, so, because like a union is like, it's sort of like a disjunction. It's like, you know, when you say a term has a union type, it's A, union B, you're saying it's either as type A or as type B, and I, I'm not telling you which one it is. So, uh, so it's an or, it's a disjunctive kind of thing. And in natural deduction, disjunction is, uh, I hate to use the new word notorious, like almost every third paper you read, particularly at certain conferences, like, oh, it's notoriously this, notoriously that. I think it's a bit ridiculous. But um, honestly, there is, uh, disjunctions are actually kind of notorious. Like they, it's quite, we don't have in natural deduction um, at present a good way of dealing with disjunctions. And so we end up doing something kind of gross that's not dual to the way we handle um, conjunctions, and the same problem shows up with uh, union types. So the typing, so the example I've seen, and this goes back to one of the earliest systems, maybe one of the first papers to present intersections and unions um, in the early 80s, there's a basically type preservation fails with a particular approach to unions that um, people proposed. And this approach was, this approach to unions was to say, um, if you know that some term, T, let's say, has type A union B, then <laughs> the rule is horrible. Then basically, um, if you've got some, you can type some expression that wants to use this T that has a union type, if you can kind of type it, if, there's a, if you can abstract out that term T and replace it with a variable, and then type the term where the variable has type A, and then also type the term where the variable has type B. Uh, so I think it's pretty clear some kind of like re multiple typing of, a, of a, something that uses a union, something like that probably is necessary. But the yucky thing is that you kind of abstract out with the variable and this actually breaks type preservation because you can have a term, like say you've got a term T in a union and say it's used twice uh, in some bigger term. Now the counterexample, these um, researchers, and I'm sorry, the Italian guys, I forgot their names well enough to say them on the air here. The counterexample they give is, imagine this term T is a read X and it's going to step. Okay, then when you start, your starting expression has got T in two places. You can abstract those two places out to a variable X, check that it has, check with type A, check with type B, that's fine. You know, check the term assuming X has type A, check the term again assuming it has type B. And that could still, that could work out. But as you step one of the occurrences of your term T, then things can fall apart. Because now you can't abstract out with a, um, a variable your, your multiple copies of this, this thing that has the union type. Uh, so, so type preservation fails. I'm sorry, I don't know if that example came through completely clearly. But the problem has to do with, uh, and if you look at the actual typing rule, it doesn't follow the correct pattern for typing rules. <laughs> it says, if T has a union type, then you can type some other expression that has a T in it 
um, under some conditions about like ex- abstracting out that term, replacing with variables. I mean, typing rules, whatever is in your conclusion of your rule, you should be decomposing it into sub-expressions in the premise. And here, we're not really doing that. We have like a substitution instance in the conclusion of say, oh, I've got this expression that contains this T in a bunch of places. No, no, no. And, you know, sure enough, that rule does not work out and you get this counterexample to type preservation. Um, I'm actually right now working on a new approach to, well, it was supposed to be a new approach to disjunction, but it's going to apply to union types as well uh, that wouldn't suffer from this problem. Now, the new approach is, is still, um, you know, under development, so I don't have, I'm not going to say all about it right now. But uh, anyhow, those are two things I wanted to share with you about unions intersections. In, in practice, in industry, it's like hotcakes. People are really firing up there. Just Google for union intersection TypeScript. You'll find all sorts of stuff. And because uh, some of my uh, people who listen to this podcast, thank you for listening, are interested in type theory. And so they might know something about type theory. Be, wow, this intersection union stuff, I never heard of that. It's so exotic. Like, yeah, it's, it's exotic for one corner of our world, but for other people, they're just going, you know, going hot guns with this stuff. Um, and then the other thing was failure of type preservation with this kind of terrible rule for typing with union types. It's a terrible union elimination rule. Union introduction rule is never a problem, but union elimination is, is the bad one. Okay, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Hope you're safe wherever you are. Um, feel free to shoot me an email if you've got a question. Um, Want to introduce yourself? I love hearing from people, kind of getting to know what what people do. Why? I mostly, a lot of people have contacted me like they're programmers and they just want to learn more about this stuff. I, that's absolutely, I'd love to hear from you, um, other students of Type 3 as well. So thanks again for listening. Take care.